everyone, it's Sir <laughs> Teresa Farmer here. Welcome to the Mother Days. Hi, Daisies. Welcome to the Mother Days. I'm Sarah Wright Olson. We're so, so excited to be here today. Um, we have the most amazing guest. I am, it's so funny, right before we started this podcast, right, right before she came on, I sat here for a minute and I like took a deep breath and I was like, Teresa was off to go poo again. <laughs> again, every time, every time I get nervous, I have to go yeah. poo. You're so lucky that your body like releases instead of holds and controls. I literally go to the bathroom eight yeah. times a day. I'm actually, yeah. I say, I'm not shitting you, but I am shitting you. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> yes, all the time. I'm very regular, guys. Very regular. <laughs> Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. Think of all that cash back on those overpriced kombuchas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Splurge on some fancy champagne with the gals or order fine dining to the house and watch a good true crime doco? Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. So Teresa was off and I did a little breath because I was like, I need to do a breath before this one because I really have, I've been watching and following along with this guest um, for quite some time. And this is Lacey Phillips, everyone. Um, Lacey is a global manifestation expert and speaker. Um, she is the founder of To Be Magnetic. To Be Magnetic is this uh, destination for neural manifestation alongside of neuroscience and psychology. Your psychology advisor, Tara Swart, right? Is that mm -hmm. is yeah. that who Doctor. it yeah. is? Okay, Dr. Yeah. Tara Swart. Yeah. Um, and I'm so excited to talk uh, about all of these amazing things. We've talked about manifestation on this podcast um, before, and I'm such a newbie to all of it and um, trying so hard. I'm always like writing, Teresa, am I doing this right? Is this okay? Oh, <laughs> follow whatever she has to do. She has it all figured out with the family, like everything. I know. Oh, she, <laughs> oh she my really, gosh. Teresa's like, I'm like, can you write this in your book for me? It's something about your book. <laughs> I've totally and started doing that, by the way. Oh my God. Uh, it's so awesome. So, um, Lacey, we're so excited to have you here. And you have this amazing podcast called The Expanded Podcast. You guys have to check it out if you don't already. Um, I've been listening to some of the episodes and uh, it's just so fascinating. I want to go all the way back to the beginning because I... There's just so many things that I think I need to learn before I get to some of the stuff that some of the work that you're into now where I'm like, wait, what does that mean? I, I need a to be magnetic dictionary so that yeah. I can go in and like read. <laughs> what does that <laughs> word stand for? And how do I do that? Um, so thank you, Lacey, for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's just such a joy. I'm on the other side of the spectrum where I'm like, you guys, we're thinking about another kid. I know you have a podcast episode on this. I'm like, how do I move from one to two? You know, I'm like, like dragging my feet big time. So we can get into manifestation, uh, but I'm over here being like, what do I do? <laughs> oh, we can talk about that too. No? Don't worry. <laughs> yes. But I have to joke because it's really cute when um, I was first starting out with manifestation and it wasn't as big as it is now. It happened really fast, but people would, where would I see this? It would maybe be in the Facebook group back then they'd be like is this a cult there are so many of them <laughs> and then genuinely people would pop in and they'd be like well it doesn't seem like they're isolating people from their friend like they were having to really like suss out if it was dissect it 
That is amazing. Wow. Because there are just words like expanded and all these things that people are like, what's the beginner of this? But um, to take it back way to the beginning, how I even got into all of this, um, like you both, I was an actress and a model when I came out here and I just was really broke. And I just, I was like, how do I control my monetary existence out here? And it's really cute. My mom, you know, is a medium and I grew up around a lot of spirituality around me and gifts and things around me. And she was like, I'm going to get you a session with my psychic. And it's really fascinating because her psychic was actually right in the long run. And she told me, she was like, read this one book, which I won't mention because it'll lead you down the worst rabbit hole. But she was like, (laughs) follow it to a T (laughs) and you will manifest everything you want. And so I became a full blown (gasps) closeted manifestation nut. Like I was doing the secret. I was doing the law of attraction. I was doing everything. I was so, I was doing vision boards. I was so afraid of being negative. Like that stuff that, um, I like to say like the superstition you're taught and it wasn't until I was around 25 that I started to tune in and I was like wait I have gifts you know my mom her Mm. gifts were very obvious like she can speak to dead people (laughs) like that's a pretty obvious one and she's like all that um but I'm claircognizant which is really hard to nail down I think until you're later in life if you haven't been supported which means you just know things and it's really hard to learn to Mm. trust that and so to make this a really long short story I started to listen to them and basically I realized my own way of manifestation had nothing to do with thinking positive or staying in the Mm -hmm. vortex or vision boarding. Every time I would manifest something great, it was when I actually stepped into my self-worth and my confidence and the Mm -hmm. universe would reward Mm -hmm. me for that. And so I started to go, oh, okay, I'm going to throw out everything I've ever learned and I'm just going to listen to my gifts and the universe step-by-step and really rework these times that I've manifested these really big, great things. What did I do? What happened? And that led into what is our formula today, which actually didn't have a lot to do with think positive or visualize. And, you know, a lot of people are like, pretend to be what you want to be. It had everything to do with honestly, just simple psychology, like our subconscious Mm. mind, what imprinted from the age of zero to seven, whatever's looping on low self-worth. That's not what I manifesting I'm literally like pushing that away saying I don't deserve this it's not safe I don't want it and when I shifted that I would start to manifest so that's how like I stumbled into what is today which we can get into deeper what an amazing perspective (laughs) I love this so much this feels very aligned for me I'm like wow Okay. Dip my toe into this area because I, yeah. yeah, that you're right about that thing. There's like a narrative in the manifesting law of attraction world where it's like, put, lean into the positivity, leaning like whenever there's like something negative, like block it out, block it out. But I'm always like, oh, but really, we should be unpacking the yeah. source of where those low vibrational feelings are stemmed from. Yeah. Um, and I have a lot of friends, even though I feel like my default mode is like bubbly and positive and happy. So a lot of the, I guess, the feedback I've been getting from friends is like, oh, but you naturally are mm. in a place of like feeling good about life and like pulling things in and that's just your default mode. But for other people who deal with a lot of anxiety and depression and some of my other friends are like, we find it really hard to mm. be positive. So yeah, how but- we can't manifest or like we're failing at manifesting because it's just too hard to feel like these that we're worthy of these things. So I love your approach because it takes mm-hmm. a look specifically at like what that self-worth is and unblocking those things. It's It's amazing. Do you have a specific process on how to first identify what those blockages are and then Secondly, how to work and massage those areas. Oh, yeah. We've got, we have it down to literally a science now. Yes. Um, wow. And so I love what you said because, you know, I would argue if you're a naturally magnetic person, that most likely your imprintation of experiences from your environment when you were younger, you were 
probably, I don't know, you know, the the limit of your childhood, but the way that you were imprinting and receiving them, it was probably in a place of worth and, you know, having a lot of, I don't know what your childhood was like, but for somebody yeah. who is naturally bubbly, et cetera, and is manifesting things that you, you know, you desire, which I would argue, it seems like you've manifested great things. You know, I, I think I remember watching years ago, who's your good Australian friend, your close one, Phoebe. Is that Phoebe, right? Phoebe, Phoebe Tonkin. Yeah, our, man, our vision board uh, on YouTube. Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> no, no. It was when you guys were kind of doing this. And I remember you sat down saying, you mm-hmm. were like, you know, she was like, what do you see in your future? What do you want? And I think you said, I've always wanted a big family. Family is really important to me. I've always wanted a big family. Something to that vein. So anyways, to get yes, back to yes. answering, you know, your question, So people who are like, it's really hard for me to stay in the vibration and et cetera. The one thing I had to learn in manifestation is I had to throw all of that away, all of that fear Mm -hmm. of of not being pot like that positivity is what will attract attract or if I'm not in the frequency of the thing or the frequency of love. Mm -hmm. And what I realized was, like you were saying, is that that negative emotion is actually the roadmap to exactly pinpointing what the block is in ratio to that thing you're calling in. All right. As you guys know, we are, we are busy mums. We are dog mums, business mums, performance mums, school board mums. Life gets hectic. That's why we rely on our tried and tested go-tos to alleviate some of the chaos. NerdWallet helps you by maximizing your everyday spending, whether it's groceries for the week, drinks with friends, or a nice family meal. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. I mean, come on, guys. Think of all the cash back that you're going to get on those kombuchas, on those Frozen pizzas. Nerd Wallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With Nerd Wallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. Nerd Wallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So, what could future you do with more cashback? Uh, a silent meditation retreat in Peru, a sweat lodge in India, whatever it is. Make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all credit cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. All right, guys, we are a couple of tired mamas and all we do is crave a spa day and we deserve it. We always end up putting ourselves down the very bottom of our to-do list. We jump from one activity to the next, and we're always meeting the needs of everyone else around us. I think it is time for a little self-pampering. This Mother's Day, make every day a spa day for all the moms in your life with Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. It's a value pack of two luxurious body care moisturizers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature, uplifting, all-natural citrusy scent. I think the greatest and most thoughtful gifts are the gifts that you actually like love yourself, something that you use on yourself. And I love using the Mega Moisture Duo. It makes my skin so glowy. It's like super hydrating, firming, smells amazing. When I give my kids a hug after a bath, they're like, you smell so good. (laughs) It is my absolute favorite gift and such a great gift for Mother's Day. Yes. Folding in self-care is a moment to practice mindfulness. It's self-love. It's compassion. And we all know if you run your battery flat, it's harder to recharge. A consistent body care routine promotes healthy, glowing skin and also supports your mental health. 
Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOTHERDAYS at OSEAMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOTHERDAYS for 10% off. Mother's Day is almost here. And you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. So let's just unpack it really fast. I'm going to talk fast about it so that we can, you know, like dive. Yes, I love this. So basically, here are the three fundamental things I learned when I really start to figure this out. Number one, we don't manifest from our thoughts. We manifest from our subconscious imprintation, like I was talking about. So anywhere from zero to seven, where whether it was familial media, maybe it was in school, maybe it was peers, wherever you had pain, shame, or programming imprinted, and it's still looping, like just very simple psychology, neuroscience, it's still looping. So let's take your calling in partnership, for instance, and you witnessed the family dynamic or caretaker dynamic when you were growing up was one that was just not not good or maybe i've had this experience with clients like they they would say my parents relationship was amazing but say that the mother who they identified with the same sex was like a stay-at-home mom and that this particular person really wants this big career so even the simplicity of that experience your childhood subconscious could go wait, but that feels like jail, like relationships, super primitive. Me as a young age, I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom like my mom was. And in fact, that was actually, that feels really confining. So somebody who's not attracting in a partnership, but is in this experience, let's say, would have no understanding at all, like that that's what's going on in their subconscious. They'd be like, my parents had a great relationship. I want one. Why am I not getting that? Because Mm. in theory, it's still looping in their childhood subconscious reality. They're literally going, stay back relationship. (laughs) Because if I have you, I'm going to be confined and, you know, I won't be my true, authentic, full self. Mm. So number one, we don't manifest from our thoughts. It's totally our subconscious. So we can all throw away, in my thought and opinion, we can all throw away the notion that, I have to think positive, be positive, be in frequency, because naturally when we shift the subconscious, you will naturally begin emitting that because you will unlock that old um, trauma, essentially. And we'll get into how we do that because we've totally narrowed it down to a perfect science that works so well. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, obviously a geek about it. So the second thing <laughs> that's so important is Um, A lot of manifestation rhetoric would be like visualize, like visualize until you can feel it, smell it, taste it till it's real. And another thing, just getting back to the subconscious, if you have never seen to believe that that's possible, it's just not coming. There's no space for it to come in. So like Mm. an example of this, that's Mm. so silly and egotistical, but I, I really would experience this. I was a waitress at the Laugh Factory. And I was making like three or $400 a week. And I would be visualizing like what I have now in Topanga, my, you know, my, this existence, the gap <laughs> between that was so <laughs> And I literally didn't have friends that like they were living that life. So, and also my background, I didn't come from that. So my subconscious brain didn't even see to believe or know the steps of how that could possibly happen. So if somebody's sitting mm. there and you're like, I've been visualizing it's not coming. It's because your subconscious has no concept of how that's going to come. And that's where the term expander came from. It's literally finding Ah. somebody. This is making sense now for the podcast. It's finding somebody who was where you were, you know, or where you're at now that you super identify with that is where you want to be. And you can find fragments of these. It doesn't have to be the full shebang. And they have what you want. And it's really showing your subconscious how it's possible. Like, oh, from that to this, this is how they did that. And when you have this aha moment, you're like, 
oh, wait, they did that. I can do that too. Bam, you just created space in your subconscious for that to be possible. So this is like such a big psychology neuroscience piece. Like, I don't care how much you visualize if your subconscious has never seen it and can't totally wrap your head around it, literally, it's just there's no space mm. for it. So that's number two. And then the third thing wow. is action. I love this. I know, I know. I'm like, um, is aligned action. And so this is the piece where a lot of people they surrender to allow their manifestation to come. Like I, you know, I know what I want. I'm clear. I'm gonna let it go. And the universe loves, like, this is what I discovered. It loves when you step into your self-worth. And this is something that most people will start to have a light bulb moment with. I started to discover that you're tested. Like before your manifestations come through, you'll often be tested. And this is when the universe, mm, like, let's yes. take let's take your ex, what your guys' exes. You know, you guys are both in happy yes. relationships. Yep. Let's go on. That. Got 10. Right? Got, got a few of those. Um, <laughs> when you were like exiting that experience and before this experience came through, what were the suitors like that showed up before? You know what I mean? Or let's take a role mm -hmm. that you've been on. And it's like, have you had the dangling carrots where the universe is like, are you going to settle for the low self-worth things that you said you're not going to do anymore? Like, let's say you're calling in that, yeah. that role that's like, I want this piece. The universe mm -hmm. will start to go, hmm, you do, huh? Because what you want is here and you're here and you know that. Yes. Because yes. You don't want it, right. So the universe is going to go. Oh, this just happened to me. Yes, wow. isn't it? <laughs> and people, nobody talks about this. So that's the aligned action piece. It's like being able to say no, set boundaries, mm. etc. So I say all of that because those three things have to be in motion at once to manifest. And we'll get into that deeper, however you guys want to ask questions. But to really crystallize and answer your question, Teresa, <clears throat> what I realized is in order to change the subconscious, you literally, it's really simple stuff. Like I created a really bespoke version of self-hypnosis because I was working with clients. I got booked out like years in advance and I freaked out and I was like, how do I help more people at once than one? And so we've worked with psychologists, neuroscientists, EMDR experts, somatic experiencing to create these self-hypnosis that do exactly that. Basically they take you into theta so different than like regular hypnosis, because a lot of those are like, how do I put it? They're basically so on the nose that they bypass the experience. And what I realized with my brain, that's pretty low self-worth. If it's, you know, traditional hypnosis will be like, just feed it the new prompt. My brain would be like, uh-uh, how did that happen? Like, <laughs> how did I go from here to here? And now that's healed. So you actually live through the experience. Um, you know, with somatic experiencing EMDR informed exercises to basically go through and desensitize the emotional experience. So it helps you detect the block and figure out which is mind blowing because you'll you'll be like, you'll get there so easily and you'll go, I, I did not even remember that I raised my hand in fifth grade and I said the wrong answer. And it was so shameful and humiliating yes. to me and embarrassing that that's mm. why I can't public speak and I turn away parts. Like that's why I'm literally like not able to manifest, you know, um, acting mm. gigs or whatever. So it'll crystallize and then you desensitize the experience around it. And from that, you start to have a high self-worth experience, which is literally overriding the old neural pathway and unblocking it. That's why we call it unblocking. And now while you're mm -hmm. expanding at the same time and showing your subconscious, like taking that, that example of the hand and I'm calling it a part, just a small part, whatever. And now I'm expanding and I'm meeting people that are just a little bit more successful than me. And I'm going, oh, if they did that, I can totally do that. Now I've just created space for it to come through and for it to land. And mm. now my thing is to basically wow. say no to the test and <laughs> come through along the way. So that's the spiel. And now I'll let you guys answer uh, any questions. Oh my god! I gosh. feel like my whole body is vibrating right now with excitement. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is like an area of manifesting that I haven't tapped into yet. And that's so, some of the things you were saying were just really resonating with me. 
Wow. Sarah, do you want to jump in? I know you have a thousand yes. questions. I know. Well, actually, <laughs> I was just going to like throw this out there because I think um, I was talking to with Teresa about this before because on our podcast, actually, I've actually talked about, oh my God, I can't even speak. I'm so excited. I'm going to start like shaking. Um, <laughs> on our podcast before, I've talked about what I think I've discovered as one of my blocks. Um in life, which is that, you know, I have this thing that I've now figured out. My mom was like the breadwinner of the family. Mm -hmm. And um, my dad was a pastor. So he gave his life over to sort of like service. My mom worked herself to the bone. Like she was, you know, providing for all of us. So it's always been really hard for me to not be the one making money. Mm. I need to make the money, Mm. you know? And so like, I want to be a breadwinner. And like, I just have that drive in my brain where I'm like, I need to work. I need to work. I need to work. Um, And and now over the last like year, I would say probably six months, I've had to start going, wait, I've been tying my self-worth, which my husband helped me so much with this because he's always Mm -hmm. been like, you don't have, you don't have to do this, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, you don't have to take this job to make this money. Like you can do anything that you want. And so I, I've tied my self-worth to making money. So no matter how many amazing projects or things that I'm able to create and bring to life, like if the thing that I'm like making money on for some reason, like the number in the bank account is what I've tied my self-worth to. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. and over the last couple of years that since COVID and having a baby, that number has dwindled. And so I've have been trying to find my way back to like, how do I make that number grow? How do I make the number grow? This is just breaking it down as simple as possible, right? It's not so black and white. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) Um, but then once I discovered that he was right, I was tying my self-worth to that number and that I was actually at the root of it, just trying to like do projects to make money. And that it wasn't about like, what am I aligned with? What's my passion? Like, what is it that I'm really wanting to put out into the world? What stories do I want to tell? And, um, that was an aha moment for me where then I go, okay, I'm going to let go. Mm. Um, and so now I'm in a very big learning phase of like things that I'm being tested with. And Teresa knows that like things have now come my way and it's been tests of me going, no, actually, no, it's not that I don't, that's not it. Yes. This is something that I, that looks right to me. Maybe all the stars don't align, but it looks right to me. Okay, I've said yes to this. It hasn't happened yet. And then these things are coming through. I haven't understood any of the reason why or how, but the universe has given me these like carrots and downloads, which I've talked about, you know, when I said like I, for years I wanted to write a children's book. And then one day I said, you know what? I have an idea. And then the download came. I wrote the whole thing in like no time. Like I'm talking about minutes, like 10 minutes. And it was there. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to take the steps to do this. Um, and then was able to like, you know, have the book come out. So, um, it's interesting. So, so now that I've told you this story, mm-hmm. you, you, I'm sure as a person, you understand where this is going, where I don't understand where this is going or what to do with it. Does that make sense? I love it. <laughs> I'm giving you the information. It makes so much sense because it's such a clear example of, of manifestation in motion. Um, a, I love the book. We read it all the time. It's so special. I'm so glad that that's oh, where you chose you. to put your energy. <laughs> um, but this, okay, so thank you. The first way I want to start to to answer this is. So getting into the more spiritual, philosophical realm of manifestation, what I learned is the universe is only, what I believe, the universe's only intention for all of us is to get us back into our whole worthy, authentic selves, meaning how we were born Mm. before we experienced any pain, shame, programming the human experience. And so all we're doing essentially is, is taking a look at that onion layer, those that we call a shadow or masks, like everything we built up to be safe, you know, and loved. And so the universe, because of how society is and all the things that have contributed to why all of us have an onion um, that we need to peel, that's why the universe is just dancing with you all the time to try to get you back into that place. And so 
one exercise mm-hmm. I had to create for myself early on before, you know, and then we obviously like it's in the work, it's called the authentic code. And I think this is really important to talk about in, in ratio to what you're saying. So the authentic code essentially are these four pillars that really determine our authenticity. So in to be magnetic, the words you will hear the most always in the worth, the work is self-worth and authenticity, because those are the two most magnetic states. People think it's love, frequency, positivity, but it's really those two things. And at the end of the day, if we were to give those a frequency, those probably are love and positivity. But I think as a as a society, we understand more concretely self-worth and authenticity. And a lot of us are very far from those two places. And so essentially the authentic code, it's like a series of questions. And then one of what we call a deep imagining that self-hypnosis. And you do that and you get to the bottom of it and you go, oh, these are my four things that determine everything about what lights me up mm-hmm. and who I am. And I'll give you an example. Mine, number one is family experiences and like memories. Number two is design. Lights me up so, so much. Um, three is I love finance and investing. I'm like such a Capricorn geek. I love it. Like I can't learn enough about I it. I love that I, too. You do? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I love it. You know, whereas other people, it's not their thing at all. And number four is um, self-care. So what we teach you in it, we're like, anything out of those four pillars, you need to detox and delegate. Not everybody can do that right away, right? There there are different steps in that process. But what I love Mm -hmm. about it is it starts to show you who you are truly authentically, because what it gives you is a filtration filtration system like you're talking about for somebody who's not even tapped into that and is still, you know, basically living out childhood imprintation. Like you took on at an age when you were young, you're like, I have to be the breadwinner. That means security. That means my family will be safe and good and cohesive, yeah. you know, and, and my partner is, is in service, right? But is that truthful to your authenticity? Probably not. That's what you're discovering. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not your story. That was maybe your family's survival. I don't know if that was your mom's dream. Maybe not, you know? So you're literally just having this breakdown. And I wanted to talk about the authentic code because, Number one, finding that out just grounds and roots us to number two, where you're at, you're literally starting the unblocking unraveling process where the universe is like, finally, finally, we've been waiting for this for Sarah to get back into her whole authentic, worthy self. And so what that means is, is everything in your reality is a mirror. Like we know that spiritually, everything, every, everyone is your teacher. No one is your enemy. The universe is only surrounding you with your mirrors because all it's trying to do is to reflect back like Sarah in order to really get into your whole worthy, authentic self, like your truest expression of your dreams and what your soul came onto this planet to do and experience and tell stories, I'm going to have to show you, like reflect back to you these experiences for you to A, even figure out who your authentic self is, and then B, unlock the programming that's still looping, like you just so self-awarely figured out like letting that go, unblocking it from a subconscious standpoint, because right now you're still in the conscious mind. You're like, I'm aware of this. I get it. But that still doesn't change anything in my subconscious brain. I mean, little by little it would from neuroscience, but not fast. Even talking about it to you here on the podcast, I can feel the like lump in my throat and the tears in my eyes because I, it's powerful. And so talking about it, it's like, it's still right there on the surface where I'm realizing it's a big deal. Like I can feel it's a big deal. Yeah. And it's so, it's such a big deal, which anybody listening to this podcast can resonate with. It's a big deal because I bet if you really start to unpack it, there is this level of safety that is involved in it. I think that's probably the root, mm-hmm. you know, where yeah. if anything ever yeah. happened with your husband or what, you're safe. Like you're okay if you're making that money, right? If you, if you have that. Um, however, the universe is like, 
to truly come into your integration, to truly come into your full power, I need you to stop being safe. You're protected. You're held from the universe. Like obviously your husband, but from the universe, you know what I mean? That's the real lesson right. here that you're going to start learning. And that not only that, when you do get into your full expression, you're going to make so much more money than you ever did when you were in it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I said that on the episode. I was like, it's going to unblock. And then all of a sudden you're going to be like, oh, like it's going to be raining money. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it, it, it's it's funny because as you talk about it, like I wanted to break it down as simple as possible. You know, it's so tied to so many. There's so many connections when you really try to like, you know, me, I'm somebody who doesn't know this, the way that you're doing all of this. Right. But I do like sit and I can sort of piece together all the things where I go. Now I'm also at the same time that all of this is you know, coming up for me, I've also really stepped into my spirituality, trying mm -hmm. to connect to the other side. Now the person that I yes. learned about spirituality from, which was my dad, who was a pastor, you know, he had a really um, big arc in his sort of religious um, life experience. But I turned away from religion, which I di just didn't like the organized religion. But now I've stepped back into my spirituality, which is very different than religion. But he's now on the other side. And I'm communicating, trying to communicate with him on the other side, which is something he never would have believed in. So there's just so many more interconnected things to all of this, but it's fascinating now that I've sort of opened this up, I feel such a deeper connection with the universe. I've been asking for signs. I've been getting signs. Like it's, the whole thing is crazy what it has using your word, unlocked already. And I don't even know what I'm doing. Does that make sense? <laughs> One thing, and this is a total side note. Are you a Libra? Do I, did Morgan say that? I think Morgan said you might be a Libra. Yes, I am. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. something to note. And I bet any other Libras listening might have this aha moment. But most, my mom's a, a Libra. That's as well our medium. So just know that that gift is they, like you guys are close to the mm -hmm. veil. So Keep working on that with your dad because mm. I'm sure that that communication can become a Lacey, lot more. Lacey, what are you? What's your star sign? Aquarius, like through and through. Yes. Oh <laughs> my gosh, you? my son's. I'm a Pisces. Okay, great. That's the mama, like the mama who has all yeah. the babies, and it's the creative, <laughs> like makes total sense. Oh yes. my gosh. I love that. Oh, so you for you those kind of beliefs all go hand in hand, like star signs and there's so much of it that I wanted to ask you about this as well like I guess there's been a part of me that feels like my authentic self is this stuff I lean into it so heavily I love it it lights me up I just love seeing other people reaching their goals and you know making their dreams come true and I just know it's like it's out there for everyone to experience but there's been a part of me that has wanted to not talk about it so much mm -hmm. out of fear of being judged. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, one of my big traumas is growing up and feeling like um, my I, what I had to say wasn't worthy as opposed mm -hmm. to, um, you know, when I was younger, one of my things was like, oh, I was celebrated for my appearance as a teenager mm -hmm but less for intellect. Um, and I, so that has always been like this big gaping wound for me. Of, oh, I don't want people to think that um, what I have to say isn't worthy. So I've actually kept a sort of a closed lid on like my beliefs in this area. And I've only recently been talking a little bit more publicly about manifesting because it can be met by so many naysayers and so much mm -hmm. judgment and um, I wanted to just hear from you. How do you navigate that? I'm sure you probably don't come across it too much in your work because oh, like-minded yeah. flock <laughs> to you. No. Yeah, oh, yeah. But how do yeah. you, how do you engage with people who want to have that kind of critical conversation with you surrounding the universe stuff, star signs, manifesting? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. So 
Like I am such a deep witch. Like I, that's just how I live. You know, it's it's like there's not a co- even our care our co care person in our like there's not a conversation that's not deep. Like we're so out there, you <laughs> yes. know. Yeah. So the thing for me that I realized, um, it's been such an evolution because when I first started. It was just like, hey, this is what I figured out. If anybody's curious, I had a blog, a holistic blog. And I'm like, if anyone's curious, this is what I'm teaching. And I was, this was in December. I launched by January. I was booked out a year in advance, which it goes to show when people are in their dharma, like they're finally doing the thing they've been afraid to do. The universe, that's like creates so much magnetism walking through fear, and which is essentially what you're talking about. Like desensitizing Mm -hmm. that wound and walking through fear of people who are going to be like, I don't believe it, or this is, you know, whatever. So long story short, like the way that I've navigated it through so many years, I mean, this is my eighth year now of being in this is we, I wanted to bridge everybody because to me, all that matters is that everyone's manifesting. That's all I care about. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, at the end of the day, I'm like, I want everybody to feel that this right to identify and so a really great Mm. way that we did it is we brought in a neuroscientist and a psychologist you know even though we're so woo woo and it's so you know it's so spiritual i was like you know i want the other half to also feel safe in this work so let's do that Mm. and that was our solution and then for myself like i had to do my own to be magnetic work to essentially do shadow work is what we're talking about, where it's, mm-hmm, oh yeah. my gosh, if I put myself out there, you know, like see into me intimacy. And once I got to a place where I was like, I kind of don't care anymore. And it was a journey. Like, I don't care anymore. Who doesn't buy it or believe it? We have tens of thousands of testimonies <laughs> at this point. Like it took us getting yes. there to be like, if, if now isn't the moment that this resonates some at some moment it will maybe you know and so it's like I mm-hmm. that was my way of doing it and I think everybody has their own journey but at the end of the day I think we're all really coming back to that we're all curious about getting back to that it's it's lives inside of all of us from centuries before religion didn't even exist you know when we were all a form of paganism like it it, it lives in all of us and I think the people who are really um, afraid of it, it's because they haven't had access to it that feels safe that, you know, some of it Mm. has been made for centuries, like, like witches, this is bad. Like, this is bad. It's wrong. It's scary. And I think when we can talk about it in a way that's palatable and it's universal and it's open and it's not, um, not scary and there's not a darkness to stuff I think people go well I'm really curious about this because I remember this in my my blood and my bones from many lives ago you know so that was my way of mm-hmm. of really facing my shadow of people being like and even to put manifestation into the world because acting was so not my thing it wasn't and my mom was a, an actress and a model and so my wound was I was trying to play that out to get her to love me more. You know, it's very subconscious. Mine, everything I have now is what I desired in acting. And the thought of me, I'm like such a projector, tired person to be like you on a 16 hour set day, you nursing your baby. I would die. (laughs) I don't have the stamina. Oh my God. My producer on my last show kept calling me the infatigable Teresa. And I was like, it made me tired to hear that word. And I was like, I am fatigable. Believe me, I bloody am. And like, actually, I might just have to stop doing so much because I really am so tired. Yeah. 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 Like just to answer your question, I think at some point it's going to be so important for you to literally unblock and and integrate this because the people Mm. who won't get it, will be so much smaller than the people who will benefit from it. And that's like, that's what the universe is calling you to do. You know, that's it. Yes. I really feel that way. And I think that's why I'm kind of cracking open and talking about it more. Cause when I reflect back on my life from where I came to where I am now, I absolutely manifested every single aspect of my life, of my career. And, um, 
there's such a movement towards it right now. I wonder what it is. I see it on billboards. I see people, yeah. like really huge celebrities that I follow talking about it. I read an interview um, with a cast member. I did uh, this movie with Hannah Waddington who was on um, Ted Lasso and she's like very open about her experience of going out into the middle of the road and being like, I need this job and I'm calling this job and it landed perfectly in her lap and I'm loving it. Like I'm just so excited by so many people joining the conversation. So I certainly feel ready to talk about it more now and um, really feel so inspired by the work that you are doing and how you've been able to integrate using the doctor and the neuroscience. I think it's just a smart way of doing it. So that applies to everyone. It can be palatable for everyone. So what would you say for a complete newbie, someone who's a little bit nervous about it? um, Like, how do you start this journey? Yeah, I feel like so much of our work is for this per- like um when you get in it gets deeper and deeper but so much that we do my my our this one person on my team Grace has been with me since she was like an intern um as a uh, graphic designer. She was like this closeted intern who had like this massive marketing <laughs> experience but the one thing she always says she's like I get that. But like, how do we talk to the new person about this? Who's like expanded? What? (laughs) We've like really, really tried to fine tune exactly what you're asking. Um, And so the first way, if anybody is like this resonates, I want to learn more about this. We always say there's this one podcast episode, which um, we can send you the link to. It's called Manifestation 101. That just you learn like a little bit deeper than the things I've mentioned here. Like it's, it's so... And you're like, oh, okay, I get that. Yeah, that makes sense. And then we have this really great free little mini workshop you can do where you get to experience a deep imagining because some people are afraid. They're like hypnosis and they have all of these notions of like way back in the day. But all that hypnosis means is it's a deep meditation. Like when you're in mm. any meditation, you get into theta. I'm ready. And then, yeah, right. Any, it's, uh, it's, it's actually like the most peaceful, incredible thing. Once you get hooked on it, you're like, this is awesome. You know, I don't have to leave my bed mm. to do that. Like, this is great. Um, yeah. And so we have that, which we can give the link. You can go in and try that. It's totally free. And then the third thing that I really love people to do, because the expander concept, it's like, oh, I get that. I get the, I get it. But like, I really want to get it. And so we, we've created, and I, I tell our team, I'm like, extract every single manifestation that people share with us because they share them so often because people don't realize mm-hmm. we have it categorized. When you go to our testimonies, it's like career, love, a relationship, money, like just we have travel, wow. you know, random. Wow. And then there's like, you go thousands of them. And basically what people don't realize is when you're going in and reading those, you're already expanding yourself. So when people are like, but how do I find mm-hmm. expanders if I don't have, you know, like say they identify with either of you and they're like, we don't have her around. I can't pick her brain how she did this. Literally you go in and People will share their Instagram handles. They'll share their photos. So, you know, if you come from a different Mm -hmm. cultural background and you're like, well, yeah, but they're privileged. Of course they did that, you know? And it's like, we Mm -hmm. want everyone to see anyone they can identify with, you know, from anything you identify Mm -hmm. as. Because the moment you read, you're going, okay, I'm manifesting a new job, you know, or a career bump. Go into career and start to read how people did that. You're having that, Mm -hmm. oh, wait they are this and they went to that job, I can do that too. So then you already begin expanding. So those are like the three entry points that I would do and see if it's for you. And most people go like, oh, this is for me (laughs) after they do it because they're like, I need to go deeper. You know, that's the best, the best thing. But one thing I wanted to say, manifestation is everywhere. And when I started talking about it, like it wasn't what it is at all now. And it was like, you kind of had the secret You had little things like that. But I think the boom is, you know, to get spiritual. I think it's because we're in the Aquarian age. We're moving in. People are feeling it, like even astrologically, everything that's going on to push us to where we're going. I think it's like, oh, it's time. It's time to know that the systems of how they worked, they don't, they're they're not really applicable anymore. And you're much more in control of your life and in the driver's seat than you think. And, you know, the variables that were around to make you feel like you're not are kind of crumbling. You know, we saw that in the pandemic. We saw that like, 
oh, wait, I can yeah. stay at home and work? Like, I <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It was just such a reorganization. Yeah. And people are like, wait, I have a lot more power than I knew or that I've ever been, mm. you know, like shown that I do. And everybody has powers. Everybody's psychic. Everybody can manifest whatever age, cultural background, socioeconomic background, anyone. Like we've had anybody manifest. So I just wanted mm. to say that too. And yeah. I love for the mothers out there and fathers and parents, you can be instilling this in your kids from such yes. a young age. We talked about this. Um, my son, the other day, he was at his uh, sports day and I did not know this until after, but he ended up winning his sprint race and he had been saying, oh, I think I'm probably going to become, I'm probably going to come third or fourth. And um, he was like, but really, I think I can come first. In fact, I am coming first. I'm coming first. I'm coming first. It's going to feel so good. And we were just doing it together off to the side. He comes first in the race and then his team wins the entire day. They were like definitely not going to win. Um, they win the entire day and he came afterwards and he showed me this piece of paper wow. and he had drawn it that day, that morning. He got to school Aww. and it was his team's big trophy with all wow. like saying like winners and he had manifested and he ran out. He was like, mom, I manifested this. Oh, it was so sweet <laughs> to um, see like how excited he was. It's like I drew it and it worked. Um, and we've been talking about just magic in the universe so much yeah. recently. And it's like, that's magic. That is magic. That is real. I was like, that is that. right. So we can talk to our children about these things. And I, I remember I would always be, you know, my mom would talk, I was very Catholic growing up. My mom would talk to me about um, saying prayers and Jesus and God. And um, and so for her, I think it was quite scary for me to sort of turn away from that belief system that she instilled in me in such a young age. But I've kind of reframed it in a way with her. I'm like, it's the same sort of thing. Like you're, uh, you're, you've got prayers, you're putting your prayers out to God. Like I just say that it, it's something different to me. I call it something different and mm. I'm putting it out there and I'm wanting to be of service and be a helper. And we, there are so many things that are aligned with her religion and her beliefs and my spirituality that mm. um, I think it's been able to destigmatize mm -hmm. this spiritual woo-woo thing, which I think initially she was like, oh, that's very new age. That feels confronting. Um, mm -hmm. All of those conversations are starting to feel a lot easier now. I'm like, oh, it's just kind of the same thing, the same higher power, which has been a really interesting discovery, I think, for me in particular. What would you say to someone who, because in my brain, like the person that the logical person who like, you know, thinks like um, not in this way would look at maybe what her son did and say like, well, he wanted to win the race and then he put the work in and then worked really hard to win the race. And then that's what it was. It's not that he like manifested it. He put the work in. And for me, it's like, it's both, right? I would say it's the same thing, you know, at the end of the day, like yeah. it really is. Yeah. And I think the only like fraction of a difference is, um, and I would say this to parents as a parent is it sounds like he's in a household that supports all like, you know, that, yes. that it's possible that he can do it, um, you know, and, and maybe he that that's what I would say is like the more that you can empower your children, that anything is possible. And also, I think the biggest responsibility we all have as a parent is to do our own work. Like we just do like and continue to do our own work because whatever we're modeling is going to be what they're picking up, either imprinting as mm. uh, a positive experience or a negative experience about themselves. So, you know, mm. our therapist who's on board and does a lot of podcasts with us, she went through a divorce, like a really conscious uncoupling with her son. And she was like, absolutely, no matter what you do. Um, and I know this as a therapist, no matter like what therapy my child's doing, um, no matter what, he's going to think it was his fault. It's just innate. Mm. It's, in, it's integral to how children perceive things based on their developmental ages. And so mm. I think the more that we can like reflect on 
if you're the parent who is skeptical of Teresa's story, like sit there and reflect back on yourself. What's the difference if he did like visualize and set an intention and is in this very supportive dynamic where his parents are like, yeah, absolutely. Versus if he's in a family that's very literal, that's like you put in the work, you set a goal and you work for it and you do it. They're the same thing yeah. at the end it's of the day. We always say that. It's the yes. same. We always say it's that. If you, if you call same. it goal setting or if you, you know, or if you call it manifesting, it's, yeah, it's the same word. It's the same thing. And I think people understanding the root of where these stigmas come from can be really helpful, uh, regardless of what um, spirituality, religion, anything you identify as. But um, a lot of when reality, religion was coming into play, um, you know, and, and, and was definitely like spreading very quickly. Um, a lot of this terminology and power and magic and stuff that we all know that we have was made to be bad because it meant that you would go against what you were being told you needed to believe in. So that's where a lot of us are, are coming into the Aquarian age and we're really starting to discover, oh, wait, like I, I am powerful. I can do a lot more than I've been told. It's a very like deep, like systemic Thing that we're all refinding about ourselves. So there really is no difference at the end of the day, in my opinion. Uh, you no, know, I can, we I could not agree with you more. I think about um, you know, as you're talking about like the way that we speak to our children and like how we're reflecting things and your therapist saying, or, you know, your therapist friend saying that like, there's never a moment when he won't think that it's his fault. And I think about that sometimes with, you know, I have three children from the same two parents. They're so incredibly different. Like it's, bananas how different those three kids are. Like I have one that's so super sensitive, you know, him and Bodhi are like the same age and they're so similar. But I look at him who would be somebody that would like, you know, think something is his fault. Like the moment that I raise my voice, he's like, oh, like you're so upset with me. And I'm like, oh, I'm not. I actually, I'm just being triggered. Like I'm being mm -hmm. triggered. It's my own thing. It's not you. It's actually me. Like it's reverting me to a place of going, oh, in this moment, you were asking me something. I'm triggered and I'm frustrated and frazzled. So I raise my voice. It has nothing to do with you. And yet I've just made him feel like it's his fault, you know, for just coming to ask me a question. What you just said is the best thing any parent can do who's remotely curious about keeping one's inner child really intact and high self-worth and deservingness, like really is what it comes down to, like the energetic of manifestation is like, like, I deserve this, like, I can have this, and it, it is possible. And, you know, I am lovable. It's really that communication. So like, even when, because most of our work in manifestation is inner child work and shadow work, which shadow work is just at the end of the day, the onion you built from inner child wounding. Um, and so at the end of the day, after speaking to like the biggest people in the world and working with therapists and working with neuroscientists, like, I think about Gabor Mate, like, there's nothing a parent can do to keep their child's inner child more intact, like their self-worth than being able to admit a mistake and communicate it to them. Mm. And I do this all the time. Teddy's too. Like I'll, you know, have like a spat with my partner and we'll, it'll be in front of her. Never like big. Cause we're, we're like, we've done a lot of work on ourselves. We don't have that. But at the right after I'll be like, you know, mom and dad I still talk in third person she's so young I know you're supposed to, not supposed to do that but she registers it more <laughs> and I'm like right now like we we have this place in Mendocino we're remodeling and I'm like mom and dad are feeling really frustrated because this one thing mm -hmm. we want to do isn't working out and so you know like when you are trying a puzzle piece and you feel so frustrated that's what we're feeling and it has nothing to do with you it's mama and dada stuff, you know and so the more mm -hmm. somebody communicate and really really especially with sensitive children that feel yes. everything and every child is so much more aware and intellectual than we at all give them credit for that mm -hmm. will that will keep their inner child <laughs> intact to where they yes. become good manifestors that's that's like huge and I think all of us if we're just willing to at least 
be able to admit our faults and apologize and be able to communicate it with our kids, even if we haven't figured out how to stop doing it. Like that step is so big, Mm -hmm. so big. Oh my gosh, that is amazing because it's actually where I was going to go next. And um, with my question was asking you about that because I, I do think that so much of it does go back to um, our inner child, as you're saying. And so then I'm going, but right now that's where we're at with our kids. Like my son is nine. So he's, he's beyond the zero to seven. My daughter is six and I have a two-year-old. So I'm going like, you know, thank goodness I have been calling out mistakes and saying, okay, you know, I'm like, that was mommy was, you know, upset and frustrated and I shouldn't have done this. And so next time I'm good, we are very big in our family on talking about pivots that we're going to make mm-hmm. and then sticking to those pivots. So it's like, okay, I'm going to pivot like, you know, next time I'm going to do this. And so, but I have heard my two-year-old recently saying, um, you know, something will happen. And she's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the two-year-old I know. And I was like, I'm so sorry, Riot. I'm so sorry. She goes, next time, next time I'm going to do, you know, whatever this is. And it really, it makes Wyatt giggle. It makes me laugh because it's such a small, like, like two-year-old problem, but, um, she's applying like the language that we're using about bigger things to it. And it's so, awesome and adorable and she's learning it so young but um but I'm I love hearing you say that because if we're doing the work on ourselves then we can also facilitate that to our kids and help our kids mm-hmm. in the way that we're already imprinting on them for the work yeah. that they're going to do when they're older and so and that's something yeah. that I don't think I've fully pieced together but appreciate yeah i mean at the end of the day like coming from just a straight up like neural manifestation perspective, um, everything we model is going to mostly be their frame of what they manifest when they're older. Um, they're, they're going to be imprinting Mm -hmm. it and they're going to go like, Oh, like mom and dad's careers were possible and their relationship was possible. But for my own authentic soul, what didn't resonate I'm going to be pushing that away subconsciously. And what did resonate and feel really good, I'm going to be pulling that in and getting that very easily, you know? Mm. And, and I think a lot of people don't realize that like your inner child, that's like the one thing, I mean, who has the time, right? But if you, if you have really consciously, you're bringing in kids really consciously, a lot of people, they don't have, they sometimes don't have the heads up or the know with all. And, and that's not the process. But if there's anything somebody can do, it's doing your own inner child work because ev- literally yeah. anything your child triggers in you and there's a meaning you're activated for any reason, like upset, angry, snappy, um, annoyed, frustrated, it, it means that when you were little, that wasn't allowed or that wasn't good. And it just means you yeah. haven't addressed something about yourself in that. And every time that happens is an opportunity too. So like for me, a lot of the unblocking that I do is basically just the mirroring of Teddy to, to know like, you know, I really... I know better. Like I really know this is my work. Like I know better. Um, and I really want to preserve her authentic, worthy self. So I'm going to take that trigger and I'm going to go look at that and work on that. And then I'm going to communicate it to her, whether in real time or, or once I've addressed it, you know? And so um, just if there's one takeaway from that, if you're listening, anything you're triggered by where you're from whether they're nine to 15 to whatever, that you're not able to just have a really calm conversation and exchange about that Mm -hmm. is because you're triggered from something in childhood that wasn't okay that you Mm -hmm. did. um, That's, that's being replayed. So every time is an opportunity to go, Hmm, if this actually isn't about my kid in front of me, let me look at how, when this happened, when I was little, that wasn't okay, or it wasn't acceptable, or it wasn't supported. I want to go take a little deeper look at that, whether it's through deep imagining, whether it's through journaling, you know, what, whatever your process is, because that's how we are going to raise magnetic kids, like kids that are empowered and anything's possible and that are healthy and happy to the world and to each other and, and everybody. 
Oh my god. Oh, you are such a breath of fresh air. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> I can't wait to sign up for your membership so people I can join know. your membership. Tell us a little bit tell, about yeah, that. Yeah, tell us how to do that. I know it's tell called us, the pathway. Tell us how to sign up. How can our listeners be a part of this? Like, where is the cult juice? I'm in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so basically just those avenues before, like check out if that resonates. And then on the site, anywhere, you can absolutely sign up the podcast, you know, and, and there are different ways. Like we definitely have different entry points where, you know, basically the journey is, is when you do sign up there, it's a video workshop where I, it's called literally how to manifest this is the workshop, you know, because it's the step-by-step process of neural manifestation of what we created. So like you do that and then you go into straight up inner child work, you go into shadow work <laughs> because it's at wow. the base of everything in your subconscious and literally anything you're not manifesting in your life right now is because there's something down there that's looping that's saying um I'm not lovable. I'm not good enough for this. I can't that you desire. So you're just going to start working on that right away. And then there are other workshop offshoots from there. But what we do have at the end of that is the daily practice. And so what that is, is it's literally our entire roster of deep imaginings that, um, you know, or that self-hypnosis process that people do to start unblocking all of that and literally rewriting your subconscious through neuroplasticity. Um, and yeah, it's, it's so fun. There's such a big community. I think that's the piece that people love the most is um, in the community group on the app, there are thousands of people to connect with uh-huh. and meet up with and go through this work with. And it just becomes really cool to watch that and, and the movement. It's wow. going to be my next hour. You are, I'm going to download it. I'm going to be in the community. I'm going to be so active. <laughs> oh my God. I know. But by the way, when Teresa's into something, it's f- so full on. I'm Deep. like, I... <laughs> I know. I'm now. I'm, I do everything in the sauna up until like I'm sweating too much and I, my brain isn't functioning anymore. So yeah. like now I'm gonna I'm gonna need a little bit more time. <laughs> um, okay, you guys find tobemagnetic.com. You can find the expanded co- podcast, Lacey Phillips. Um, to be magnetic is on Instagram as well. And thank you guys so much for listening. Lacey, thank you so much for being here today. This was absolutely amazing. We could talk to you for hours and hours. I'm like, I need to sit down and go through all of this shit with you. (laughs) Um, I'm just so appreciative. I'm sending this podcast to my mom because my mom is like, she's like, you have no idea what's been happening lately. She's just been like stepping Uh-oh. into so many pieces of light in, in herself and and um, she's going to love this. So thank you so much, Daisies. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We love you. Bye, Bye. guys.